My name is Mark Dodd. I'm the Grounds and Gardens Manager at Wellington College. It's a pleasure to have you with us. So you've just been telling me a little bit off air about the things you do and about the fact that you're fairly new in the post. Yeah, I started in, in this role in uh, in August time. Um, we had a sort of internal restructuring. Um, previous to that, I was the uh, Gardens and Countryside Manager here. I've been here since March 2015. Uh, previously, I worked at Benenden School down in Kent. So I moved up, moved up to Wellington in 2015 and uh, love everything about it here. It's always new challenges, always something to be involved with and uh, some really good projects with some really interesting people. I suppose you see more of those projects now that you've got sort of the, the big top dog role. So uh, so what's changed about that and, and what, what does that role entail for you now? Uh, it's, it's having much more of a view in, in many different areas and just overlooking, uh, overseeing the work that happens on the golf course and in the grounds department as well as in the, the gardens team and Actually, the biggest thing for me has been having to let go of some of the areas that I've sort of looked after. And, and so, although I'll still be out there occasionally cutting south front uh, with a ride on mower or walking walk behind mower, it'd be much more about strategy and planning and, and that kind of thing and supporting actually some really good team leaders who are doing the day-to-day workouts out on the grounds. And as you've just said, there's you've got team leaders across loads of different sections. So can you give us a bit of a, a rundown of how the team, the, the, the grounds and, and gardens team is managed? Yeah, absolutely. So on a day-to-day basis, they, they're all industry professionals. They know what is needed. So within the gardens, uh, gardens team, Dean Collins, who's a senior gardener, his team are responsible for all of the uh, shrub beds around the college, all around the boarding houses, um, the, the Master's Lodge garden, um, the Living Legacy garden that was at Chelsea Flower Show. Along all the trees along the kilometre, all the trees, the woods, the lakes, they all come under the gardens and countryside team. So theirs is a very diverse role that they have. The golf course under Rob Collins, uh, they're a team of three. A lot of it is very green and very grassy and it's all grasses of different lengths and different types for the many disciplines of golf. But they've got really interesting areas as well because they've got heath, they've got ponds, they've got lakes. So this time of year for them is about their winter management of the course so it's clearing out ditches it's um, felling trees creating pockets for air to come through managing the heath that they have on the golf course whereas in the summer for them it's much more routine of grass cutting and grass management proper turf management with pest control disease control divoting after all the students have been out there especially eagle house and then the grounds team led by jackie evans um so theirs is very again very green based very grass based but they've got high quality cricket pitches where England internationals have performed they've got the rugby of with big side and turf and uh, rockies and derby field to look after they have some astro turf some um they look after as well with the two with the two astros that we have here and then the, the all the moogers so the multi-use games areas that the boarding houses have they all come under their jurisdiction so their role is very seasonal obviously Michaelmas term, it's into it's into rugby, and then Lent term, where we are now, it's much more football based. And now already we're starting to think about work on the cricket squares, getting those ready for April. So it's not just a case of when everybody comes back at the start of the summer term. I was talking to some of the grounds team today, and they're already preparing the cricket pitches or starting to get the height of cut down, starting to do a bit of consolidation of them so they're ready. So you've got a nice ball bounce and things like that. So it's not just a case of turning up in April and we'll turn up and we'll get the mower out. There's a lot goes into it, a lot of forward planning. You mentioned that the, sort of, the different priorities are different terms. 
I was curious, for example, on big side, do you prepare it differently in Michaelmas for the rugby compared to in Lent for the football? So, so the big side, big side uh, one, the main, the main pitch is always a rugby yeah. pitch. And, um, I think that would be, a, be people turning in their graves if that ever changed. But certainly already this year, the big side has become much more football based because uh, as the school's demands change, um, then we've, we've had to adapt to that and we've had to put in new football posts. So height of cut grass changes. Um, the management regime on it changes slightly because see, football was played, meant to be played on the ground. Rugby is a much more, uh, much more sort of a ball in the air game. Um, similarly, um, turf one, so the football pitch as you first come in to the college, that's you know that's always that's always football. So it's managed. That's hand cut. It's a team of two of them will go out with a big walk behind mower, and they'll they'll get that cut to present it as well as they possibly can do. Pitches, and especially here where there's such a demand, have to double up for different sports. So they'll be left longer, um, more hard wearing, in the Michaelmas term be reduced a little bit in the in the length term and then they become a cricket outfield in the summer term so that's reducing it even more and then of course those pitches aren't the only areas that see sporting activity throughout the year because kingsley's always seemed to be on my mind in some capacity and we get the big run through through swan lake and i always wonder how does that impact the wildlife and what wildlife is there yeah that's a, that's a very interesting question i was down there having a, a a pre-check around the routes yesterday as we're walking around and just started to notice a few winter visitor ducks that we have down there that come in from um, from some of the local lakes that have probably come from overseas originally. And I always think we never see them beyond the end of March. I think we also have the Kingsleys at the end of March. And so I'm sure there is an impact on it. Um, I'd be a brave man to put my head high above the parapet and uh, try to persuade them that the, the run doesn't go through the lake. But um, yeah, it's that's, that's one of those things. The Kingsleys is always a really interesting one because it covers such a wide area of the college. There's the main bit Sort of along the kilometre and then round into the woods. Then you go up into the heath, you've got Killer Hill to go up. Um, so we have to make sure that there's no branches that are overhanging there that somebody could take an eye out or there's no potholes or too many tree stumps around and that kind of thing. And then you get round and, as you say, back to the lake and that's always an uh, interesting one. And uh, I think most of the college can remember last year and the, the triumph of David coming through the lake and, and everything like that it was just absolutely, absolutely incredible. And yeah, everybody at some point will end up going through the going up through the through the lake. And we're lucky that yeah, anything that lives in the lake is more scared of a thousand screaming students than the other way around. Um, but we do have obviously we have creatures that, li that live in there. We have um, red clawed signal crayfish and many students would have seen so drag them out for a biology lesson down at the lake and show them the crayfish and talk about the crayfish and how, how we have those and the sort of big pincers on them which always look brilliantly dramatic always a bit of a showpiece showpiece creature but yeah they'll be tucked in their burrows in March there's one or two moving around but they, they'll they be tucked in the mud in the bank and they're not going to come out with them with the noise of <laughs> noise of the college running through I'll touch on the on the rest of the grounds later but you mentioned something about students just then and you were telling me earlier that you've started taking some of the, the sixth form students around with you. So what sort of what does that entail and, and how's it been for you getting students involved? It's it's always been quite key and it, it's a huge part because Wellington is for the whole community and the students obviously form a major, major part of that. But there's so much time that they are they have so little time because they're going from lesson to to prep to 
supper to lunch to drama to extracurricular stuff to sport whatever that they don't always get a chance to appreciate what they've got going on and half the time to be fair they've got the nose stuck in their phone anyway so they don't always see things so to take people out and, and sort of show them that hidden wellington for us is a really good thing to be able to do so myself and mrs dahl uh started taking sick form groups out and just to explain about what we have size interpretation it's a massive thing as a as a as a management tool a customer tool um is to say look this is what we've got and this is why we don't let you in this area or why we don't want you going here but you know get your nose out of your phone and look what you can see here and this is quite interesting and i appreciate it can get quite nerdy and i can be a top geek with any of them and i discover a rare butterfly or something like that or a particular type of caterpillar Mrs. Dahl can probably trump me on that score, I should think. Um, but it's really good to get them involved because they are future landowners. They are the ones who, you know, the land is in is in their hands in the future. Um, we take the third form students out as part of their service, uh, service work. We have done previously and we're about to start it at the beginning of March where uh, they will actually do some hands-on work where they will help us do some scrub clearance and some tree planting uh, areas where we need to be cutting out silver birch um, and um, small scots pine trees on on the heath because we want to encourage the heather they will be involved with that that kind of work um, they'll be planting blackthorn and hawthorn trees because or scrub because we want that for um, for food sources for birds and somewhere where caterpillars can or butterflies can lay their eggs you see there's a butterfly theme coming through here it gets quite recurring um so we're trying to create a whole biodiversity through the site or large-scale biodiversity through the site and to have the students be involved with that it's hugely key from my point of view that they have an understanding of what we do um and secondly it's free labor so that's also important <laughs> <laughs> the first option is the, the first choice is that is obviously the, is, is of the course the, that's the priority it. yeah always a priority yeah i'm fairly new here myself so it took me until last year's kingsley's to to realize how much of the grounds is run by wellington college how is it running the sort of all the area around Killer Hill and the heath and the grasslands sort of around the back of the golf course compared to running everything that's more centrally focused on the campus? It's a, it's a very good question. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very different. Uh, we have less control um, out in that area. It's, it's public footpaths that run through it. There's a um, part of a long-distance trail that runs through it. So it has to be kept open and accessible. Um, footpaths have to be kept clear. So if we've had a storm, we have to go and make sure that trees come down or are dangerous or sort of snagged up anything. But a lot of it, again, is keeping people in the right places. Like everything, land management's easy if we didn't have the people who, who need to use it and want to use it. And they have an absolute right to to be there, and it's good that they, that they can do. But... Uh, we will have people walking their dogs and so we have an issue with uh, dog fouling um with um, ground nesting birds of which we have at least two species up uh, up on the heath um but the night jar and the dartford warbler where if dogs running through off a lead then that can disturb them and spoil uh, sort of ruin the nest and put the birds off nesting for a year um we we can just have we have trials bikes we've got local estates nearby so we have trials bikes coming through and uh, or quad bikes um where people decide it's a lovely place to go for a picnic but they taking a little disposable barbecue which is a massive no-no and huge amounts of land at um chobham common and down in dorset were lost in the last couple of years because of single uh, single use disposable barbecues so 
we we liaise very tightly with the local fire service about access points so they can get up there if we do have a fire so that's one of our our key things the the heathland is is a the heathland and the um and the bog area up, up outside the fence as it were is a treble site so it's a special scientific interest and natural england very firmly lay out what we can and what we can't do up there and it's the more of the funky stuff more of the funky work up there it really is it's um it's promoting sort of wild, um, sort of rare, quite rare species with um, particular types of mosses, and uh, we've got carnivorous plants up there where we've got little little sundews, a bit like the Venus flytraps that you can get. So they're so they're up there. Silver-sided blue butterflies, grayling butterflies. Um, we have Dartford warblers and the nightjars that I alluded to earlier. So we've got some real specialists who need. That particular habitat to live in they can't they don't live in other places they need those particular types and it's our role to provide that and all that work the physical work has to happen before the end of february because it's the end of the bird nesting season or start of the bird nesting season from the first of march so that's all our winter work but the rest of the year is just trying to make people make sure people keep in the areas we want them to and if that means the ccf are using it on a wednesday i can be a little bit narky and i try to persuade them that they can actually use the paths or perhaps there's a bit of woodland just off it that they that they can use. They're very good. They're very obliging. I just have to be able to see them in the camouflage. 